So you're thinking about starting a podcast and I am so glad that you pressed play on this episode. Podcasts seem to be one of the most mysterious and complicated formats for content out there right now. Yes, lots of people are making them, but most people still have no idea what goes into creating one. From finding the right microphone, to learning how to edit audio, to creating an RSS feed, and submitting your show to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, there is a lot to know. But don't stress, because it is a lot less complicated than you might think. Before you take the plunge, I want to give you some of my best tips that will make the process so much easier for you. So keep on listening to learn exactly what you need to know before you start a podcast. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club Podcast is a workshop-style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok, or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and the community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. Before we get into the episode, I want to share with you the review of the week. This review is from Alex, and it is titled Relatable, Practical, and Honest. Alex writes, I listen to a lot of content creators, and Katie stands out to me because of her honesty, practical advice, and relatable journey. I love how applicable her advice is, and it always inspires me to experiment with my social media posts. Thanks for all you do for us, Katie. Thank you so much for your kind review, Alex. It just warms my heart to read that. And thank you to everybody else who has left nice reviews on the Creator Club podcast page on Apple Podcasts. If you want your review to be read as the next review of the week, then all you have to do is head over to Creator Club on Apple Podcasts, tap on write a review, and let me know what you like about the show. And while you're there, if you don't mind rating it five stars, I would really appreciate it. Like I've said before, ratings and reviews are basically the only metric for podcasts when it comes to recognition and potential brand deals. And I'm really trying to grow this show um, so I can continue to put more time and effort into sharing this information with you. So if you've liked listening, I would really, really appreciate a review. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you, Alex, for your awesome review. With that being said, let's get into the show. Not only have I launched my own podcast, Creator Club, obviously, we're all here right now, but I've also worked with tons of clients on launching and producing their podcasts. Throughout this process, I have learned that there are so many ways to create, launch, and host a podcast. And they are all great ways. So whether you choose to follow my exact methods or not, you can definitely still be successful. In this episode, I just want to share with you my preferences. So if they don't work for your situation, that's totally fine. Like there's lots of great ways to do this, like I said, but you can use this as a starting point for your research and go from there. So with that being said, I'm going to go through the most commonly asked questions about the podcasting process and tell you my completely honest answers. Question number one, what is the best microphone? And here is my totally honest answer. There is no perfect microphone. It just depends on what is best for you. Honestly, you can start out on your phone. I've had clients do that and the audio is honestly surprisingly good. Like you would not be able to tell that it was just recorded on an iPhone. That being said, using lower quality microphones like the one in your phone can really be helped by the situation you're in and your environment and surroundings. So 
something you can do is sit under a blanket. I know that sounds so silly, but just test it out for yourself. Record something into your voice memo app on your phone, just out in the open and see how it sounds. And then climb under your duvet and record it there. You will see how big a difference it makes. It sounds like you're in a studio when you're under a blanket. So if, if that's not a practical thing for you to do every time, other things you can do are sit in a closet because there's a lot of clothes around you and that will also do the same job that a blanket would do in like absorbing the sound. Also, just try to make sure that you're in a small space. Like, so even if you can't climb into the closet to record, just try to be somewhere that isn't like super big and open and echoey. Honestly, I don't do that. My house is very echoey. I have 12 foot ceilings and everything is concrete. So I hope that my audio quality isn't too bad for you, but, um, I use a very high quality microphone to try to combat that. So all I'm trying to say is you can use the most basic microphone ever. You will just have to kind of augment that by being in a, in a good circumstance, trying to climb under your blanket, be in a small space or whatever. The higher quality of microphone you use, like for instance, I use XLR microphones that are plugged into my Zoom H5 recorder because it's a directional microphone. It can get rid of a lot of those room sounds that an iPhone wouldn't. Definitely start out with a phone. I would recommend that. If you do have a bit of a budget and you want to get something a little bit nicer, a little higher quality, you can get yourself a USB microphone to plug into your computer. Now, I would recommend this if you are thinking that you're mostly going to be recording either solo episodes or if you're going to be recording episodes over Zoom, then that is a really good way to just record good audio directly into your Zoom call or directly into your computer. So especially in our current era of social distancing, that is probably my biggest recommendation. But if you're thinking that like someday eventually you want to be recording in a studio where you have guests come in person, then you could get something like what I have. And that is the Zoom H5 handy recorder and just some Amazon brand um, XLR microphones. These are really nice because you can hold them in your hand. It's just like a stage microphone is kind of what it looks like. Um, you can have up to four people all plugged into the same recorder and it's just a nicer experience than all trying to like share a USB microphone. So the real answer to what is the best microphone is there isn't one. It really depends on your circumstances. I would recommend starting out with a phone. And if you want to upgrade, look into some options for USB microphones to record directly into your computer. Some that you can look at are like a Blue Yeti, or I believe there is one called like a Snowball microphone. Clearly I'm an expert on this, but yeah, check out Blue Yeti microphones. I think they're very well recognized as high quality USB mics. Okay, next question. How do you edit it? So many people are completely confounded by the idea of editing audio, but I just want to tell you like it is so easy. They make it so easy for us guys. You don't need to be stressed about this. Um, so what I would recommend trying out is Audacity. It is a wonderful free option that is super easy to use. So it is an open source piece of software. So I will tell you, it's not the most beautiful looking UI. It is kind of dated looking, but it works and it's free and you can get it on PC or Mac. If you have a USB microphone, you can record directly into your computer into Audacity and it's already there. Um, I actually have a tutorial up on my YouTube channel about how to use Audacity to create your own intro and outro with music that I think you would find very helpful. And very soon I will be creating um, actually a series on my YouTube channel that I dive into this a little bit more and I'm gonna have an editing tutorial for like a full episode as well. All of this is to say it is so easy. All you do is you have 
your timeline of audio, right? It's like a waveform. We've all seen what that looks like. You listen through it. And if there's a part you want to cut out, you just highlight that part and delete it. Just like you would if you were editing text in a Google Doc, you select the text you want to get rid of and you press the delete key. If you just get that kind of mindset, then you'll start to realize if I can edit a text document, I can edit audio. Like it is really not that challenging. So many people are so intimidated by it, but I promise you, you can do it. However, if you are still like, you know what? No, I don't want to do it. Like I'm sure I could, but I just don't want to spend the time. That's totally fair. We all have to figure out how we want to allot our time. You can hire somebody to edit it like me, for instance. So like I was mentioning before, me and my team, we work with a lot of different podcasters and part of what we do is weekly editing packages. So if you're interested in hiring me and my people to edit your podcast, just head over to katiesteckley.com and click on the creative services tab and you can see all the details about that. But I just want to encourage you, if you're starting out on a budget, don't be scared. I promise you, you can learn how to use Audacity. It's just about the time that it takes to learn it. Question number three, how do I find intro and outro music that is copyright free? So this is definitely a really good question to be asking because it means that you know you can't just use a random pop song and turn it into your intro and outro music because that is illegal and you know you might not get caught for a while but eventually you could. So it's just important to make sure that you are paying for the music that you're using. There's actually a lot of really great websites out there. You can just like Google copyright free music libraries and you can find some that are completely free, just kind of public domain music. Now you probably will find that some of that is not going to be the catchiest or most fun sounding tracks ever. So if you want something that's kind of more modern and like professional sounding, I would recommend checking out sites like Artlist and Musicbed. Those are both really good sites for either getting a subscription to get multiple tracks or I believe on both of them you can just purchase individual tracks. Artlist is really awesome because of their licensing policy. So once you have a subscription like you can use that music forever wherever you want um, which is really awesome whereas stuff like epidemic sound you can only use it on your youtube channel i believe so anyway i would start with artlist and Musicbed. see what you can find um, there are a lot of really great options there number four most commonly asked question how do i record with a guest so a lot of you who are thinking about starting a podcast are probably thinking that you want to be interviewing people and most likely you know, because pandemic life, all that stuff, you're going to be recording um, over the internet. So here are a couple options that I would recommend. Zoom is a really great one. We're all very used to using Zoom now. Um, and you can record your calls on Zoom and they will automatically generate both a like video and audio recording and just an audio track. So you can use the just audio part to edit your podcast. So Zoom is awesome because you can actually see the face of the person that you're talking to. I really like that. Um, there are other options such as Zencaster. That would be my second most highly recommended option. Zencaster will actually give you better audio quality because you're only trying to use your internet for that audio exchange and recording. You're not also trying to stream live video. So it will give you a better result, but I really like being able to see somebody's face while I talk to them. I find it difficult to like just talk and not see each other. So you kind of have to weigh out like what's more important to you. Um, 
and also experiment with zoom and see how your audio quality sounds and then kind of decide if if it's really not what you're hoping for then try out Zencaster. Zencaster is very user friendly. Um, both of these are actually but they do have different limitations in terms of um, like how long you can record for, how much data it will store for you. Um, so you can look into that. Zoom, you can definitely, um, you can record like unlimited amount of podcasts with just one guest. But if you want two guests, you're going to have a 40 minute limit unless you have the paid version. And I believe on Zencaster, you can only have like three hours of audio per month. Don't quote me on that, but if you go to their website, you can check out what the plans are in terms of what you can get for free. But you can start with Zoom or Zencaster. That is what I would recommend. If you want more details on how to do this, um, all the logistics, I have a YouTube video um, that is exactly about this. So just go to my channel or just search Katie Steckley Podcast in YouTube and it will come up. It's I think it's called How to Record Remotely. Okay, question number five. How do I get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? So... Just as some clarification here, you do need to host it somewhere. So unlike other content platforms that are both the hosting and the delivery platform, like YouTube, YouTube hosts your videos and they deliver it to viewers. Podcasting actually has these set up separately. And I feel like this is kind of an artifact of how long podcasting has been around for. But anyway, that's just how these systems work. Um, You're not going to upload your audio directly to Apple or Spotify. So without complicating it too much, basically what you need to know is you'll need to host it on a website or with a hosting service like Simplecast or Anchor. If you're getting started and you want to do it totally for free from your phone, I would highly recommend checking out Anchor. It is a good option for that. If you want to kind of do it in a more high production value kind of way or you just your preferences to not use Anchor, um, you can use something like Simplecast. It's a moderate monthly fee that and it really helps you upload your audio, get all the info in there, and it will also help you get it connected to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or um, you can do what I do. My personal preference is to actually host my podcast on Squarespace. And the reason that I do this is because I've already got a website. I'm already paying for my website. So I might as well just use that existing website to host my RSS feed because then I don't have to pay anything additional for it. So that's a good option if you're already thinking, oh, I'd want to have a website for my podcast anyway, rather than paying for Simplecast and paying for Squarespace, you could just pay for Squarespace and and use that as your all-in-one platform for your website and your podcast hosting. If you want to know exactly how to do this, there are some good tutorials on it already, but I'm going to be making kind of like an all-in-one, all-encompassing tutorial on my YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that. I'm not sure actually when I'm posting this. So if this is posted after that series goes live, I'll have it linked in the show notes. Just go to youtube.com slash Katie and search for podcasts and you'll see all the videos that I have there on it. Okay, question number six, how do you get people to listen to it? So you're definitely going to want to let your existing audience know. Whether you have 10 or 100 or 1,000 followers on Instagram, start promoting it on your Instagram in your stories or in your feed. Let people know that you're starting a podcast. If you've got an email newsletter, I would recommend sending them an email about it. Let them know. Reference it in your YouTube videos. All that stuff. Let your existing audience know that it's happening and I'm sure they'll be excited about listening to it. So leverage the audience you already have. In addition to that... I want you to get it SEO ready. So you want to optimize it for search engines. People find me all the time by searching content creation in Apple Podcasts. I get messages from people saying that that's how they found me. And I'm like, that is so cool because 
most people find me on YouTube. So I just always am excited when people find me through my podcast. So actually, if you found me through my podcast and you haven't DM'd me yet, please send me a DM on Instagram and tell me because I always love to hear that. Um, It's just very intriguing for me. And so if you're starting a podcast, the same thing can happen for you. You want to make sure that you use the appropriate keywords in your title, in your show notes, in the description of your show, because it'll help people find you that are looking for your kind of content. So that'll help you within Apple Podcasts and Spotify itself. But you can also write blog posts that go along with your episodes so that people can more easily find your content in Google. The thing about podcasts is they're awesome because you can listen to them on the go. People love podcasts, but they aren't SEO optimized in and of themselves because all of the awesome words and content that you're saying is in this audio file. It's not actually in something that Google can look through to be able to serve it to people that are looking for that content. So if you can write a transcript or even just a summary of your podcast episode, that's going to go along way in allowing people to find it through Google. So speaking of search engines, another really great search engine to take advantage of is Pinterest. So I'd really recommend create Pinterest promo graphics for it, share them to group boards, share them to your own boards and get links to your podcast episode. And whether you want to link to it on your website or if you want to link to it on Spotify or Apple podcasts, whatever, just get some graphics out there on Pinterest and make sure that you use your Pinterest SEO skills to write good titles and descriptions so that people can find it. So that is going to help you not only mobilize your existing audience to go and listen to your podcast, but also help you generate a new audience through making your podcast. So I hope that you found these answers to the most commonly asked podcasting questions helpful. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, definitely let me know. Like I would love to hear about what your future podcast is going to be about. So just send me a DM on Instagram right now. Like, I mean, if you're currently driving, don't do that. But whenever you have a chance, send me a DM about what you're thinking your podcast is going to be about. What's it going to be called? Are you going to do interviews? Are you going to do solo shows? I'd love to know. And I'm really excited to see how it's going to grow. So best of luck and I'll see you over on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out, and you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening, and as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams, and I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.